Bonjour, amigos. Sincerely hope you're well, with the obvious exception of Fish B over there in the hot lead. I'm still hurt from yesterday, Fish B. I'm still hurt. Those, those were raw emotional attacks. I know it seems like, you know, I'm nobody. I'm just your friendly local neighborhood podcaster. Nothing more, nothing less, and nothing can hurt me. But I'm a human being. Nothing like you. Thank you for the hot lead, Fishby. And uh, by the way, little buddy, and I use the term buddy very loosely, at some point today's show, we're going to have to go with plan C. Don't worry about it. You'll know plan C when we get to it. We have a whole fishbowl full of questions. Some better than others. Some not so good. But whole fishbowl of questions. We'll get there. I, I promise, I promise, I promise. But first, I've got an important question that I just want to throw out there for the good of the group. And it requires just a tiny little wind-up, so bear with me. You've probably heard the calculation that if 95% of us would always wear masks in public, that in between now and January 2021, tens of thousands of lives will be saved. And that's all it would take. Tens of thousands of lives, and every single one of those lives matter. And they could be saved if 95% of us would wear masks. But lo and behold, 2020 America, that easiest of things to do is too fucking hard. That goal is out of reach and unattainable. And as a result, tens of thousands of empty chairs come New Year's. And if we can't even do those simple things, easy fucking thing to do, put on a mask in public, So if we can't even do the simplest of things, how the fuck are we going to do even small things like preserving wilderness that is going to require all of us or medium things like eventually stop burning coal or big things, God fucking forbid, that's going to require all of us like cleaning up the ocean. How the fuck are we going to do those things if we can't even put on a mask? If we can't get enough people rowing in the boat of logic and common sense to even do that, how the fuck are we going to do big things? Sorry if I seem a little frustrated. We're we're doing our best. And at some point, Fish B, Plan C, praise yourself, Plan C, it's... uh, uh, If you thought Plan B at the pharmacy was something, oh, you're going to love Plan C. You're going to love it. And with that, Fish B, uh, let's get to question one, little buddy. Let's do it. Question one, let's go. Suburban women, will you please like me? We saved your damn neighborhood. We saved suburbia in the U.S. Why don't you like me? I don't have time to be nice. 
Now, Fishbee's trying to mess with me a little bit because obviously that question's a little off. And you know why that question's a little off? That's a direct fucking quote from the president of the United States at his rallies, just openly pleading with suburban women as if he sees the election writing on the wall. Like, what the fuck, Donald? Like, what the There's no undecided voters watching the Trump rallies thinking to themselves, you know what? I wasn't sure if I was going to vote for that guy, but now I am because I like what I see. I do. I like what I see. His rallies are affirming all the reasons not to vote for him. He's wildly out of step with the mood of the country and wildly irresponsible, these super spreader events that are masquerading as rallies. Which got me to thinking, what if the point of the rallies isn't to try to win the election, but rather Trump is literally, literally, motivating the troops to stay in power after he loses Scary thought. I mean, I mean, maybe we don't need to wear masks. I mean, maybe the the thought of January 2021 is so far away, so so beyond the end of the rainbow. Maybe we should all just say fuck it. Just say fuck it. You know, throw our garbage in the ocean. Just say fuck it. Fuck it. What's next, Fishby? Yo, it's me, Fish B. Now, this is where we got into trouble yesterday. <laughs> Did you know that feeling sluggish or weighed down might be a sign your digestive system isn't working at its best? Ah, ha, 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 ha. If that phrasing sounds slightly familiar to you, it's because that's not a real question. That's the first line of the Metamucil commercial that plays a lot during cable news. And unfortunately, uh, we watch a little bit of, uh, of cable news. So we've done, uh, done, done two questions, and both of them have kind of sucked so far. Uh, what's question three, Fish Beer? Should we, just, should we just say fuck it now? Should we just, should we just you know, just say fuck it? No, move on. All right, all right. Question three. I'll uh, I'll go. You know, Fishby, I I we're still not cool, but you do sound great. Worst case scenario, I mean, you you, you are there with uh, some strong musicality, my extra dimensional brother. Uh, question three. Are you personally scared of contracting COVID? You know, I am more scared now than I was months back. And I've been, I've been trepidatious about, about the whole thing. Um, But when I see these accounts of, of people in the hospital 
And I'm claustrophobic anyway and have spent way too much time in the fucking hospital in my life. I mean, there were years where, where I was in the hospital more than I was, was out of it. It's just, it's just not a fucking fun place to be. And when you hear people describe it, no matter how hard they try, they're like in a constant state of panic in their mind because they feel like they're suffocating because they kind of are. They're not getting enough oxygen, you know, into their lungs and heart and the blood supply. And it's fucking horrible. If you get really sick with this COVID, I know statistics are most people don't, but still way too many people do. We're way better at treating it now than we were months ago. But that's some sucky fucking time in the hospital. At the very least, if you get real sick with it. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm more scared of it. And you know what? I, um, actually, let, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's just move on. Sorry about that. What's, uh, what's next, Fishby? Is the New York Post expose on Hunter Biden a game changer? Now, the New York Post is a tabloid, and the New York Post is owned by the Murdochs, uh, the same people that own Fox News, etc., etc., etc. So I think we have to take that with a grain of salt there. They're no strangers to sensationalizing things, especially to the benefit of, uh, of Donald and the detriment of Biden. But apparently, they, they, some computer repair shop got a MacBook, and on that MacBook, like the entire hard drive wasn't destroyed, and allegedly that belonged to, to Hunter Biden. And they found an email from one of Hunter Biden's former foreign business partners thanking Hunter for allowing him to meet his dad, Grandpa Joe. This expose is not a game changer. We, we know that, that Hunter Biden has had his problems, and if anything, we're sympathetic to that. If anything, that makes Joe Biden even more human if that's even possible, right? We, we all have people that we love that, that at times in their life or even currently are troubled and therefore make troubled decisions. And Grandpa Joe, in his official capacities, meets thousands and thousands and thousands of people every year. And if we're talking about like underhanded, shady dealings, are you fucking kidding me? You want to compare Hunter Biden to the Trump crime family? Are you fucking kidding me? That's not apples to apples. That's apples to planets. That's apples to stars. Like, like that, it doesn't... So although Fox News is, is going to run wild... Ain't no one changing their vote over Hunter fucking Biden. What's next, Fishby?
Oh, here's our uh, here's our question from yesterday. What's the best movie you've seen lately? I admit my movie game is not the tightest, as previously stated. I generally have time, maybe one or two movies a week. But the best movie I've seen in forever, and maybe the best Tom Hanks movie I've ever seen, and, and he was in Forrest Gump, for God's sake. I mean, that's, uh, that's really saying something. But A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I never saw it in the theaters. I, I just saw it this last week. And, and it's, it's Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers and, and Matthew Reese as this, as this reporter. And it's a, it's a true story. And just, the way the movie is, it is constructed, it is, it is so beautiful. The, the timing, the pacing, the emotional tempo of it, it is, it is, it is a phenomenal film to the point that the, the day I watched it, not only did uh, not only did it move me to tears, it had that kind of emotional impact on me, but the next day, I went back and watched it again. And then this week, me and my psychiatrist started talking about it, and it's one of her favorite movies, too, and she absolutely loves it, and she's like, God, now that you're talking about it, I need to go back and watch it. There's so, even though Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, was, was a devout Christian, there, there, there is so much, like, Eastern philosophy in, in his thinking process. He, he may have been the Buddha. Like it's, 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 um, it's a beautiful, beautiful fucking thing. If, uh, I believe it's streaming on Hulu now because stars is, is on Hulu. Right. Uh, but even if you just have to, just have to, you know, rent it, do it, it is, it is, it, it is phenomenal. It's that good, but I'm not stopping there. Uh, I'll recommend some, some other things to stream on Netflix. On what? On Netflix. Excuse me. Netflix. On Netflix. Um, Song Exploder, this four-part documentary series about uh, songs from beginning to end. Uh, Alicia Keys and, and uh, R.E.M., Losing My Religion. It's, it's fascinating, just, just these four episodes. Uh, Dirty Money, season two. Brilliant. Human Nature is just a, a documentary film about, about CRISPR and the future of medicine and human nature. It, it's great. And David Attenborough, uh, uh, the renowned uh, uh, nature documentarian, uh, A Life on Our Planet is probably, he's 94 years old. It's probably the final piece of work he'll ever do, and it, is, it should be required viewing for every human, A Life on Our Planet. Uh, Hulu, uh, watch Snowfall. There's three, there's three seasons of it, so you can really get deep into that story. And if you haven't been introduced to the genius of Dicktown yet, uh, it, it's more than a name. Uh, Dicktown is, is phenomenal. If you have Apple TV uh, and, and you were a, uh, a Homeland fan, uh, Tehran is, is a great like, like spy thriller series, like four episodes in. Uh, I was also asked by a friend, Sir Giles, uh, the best political book, or if I could recommend one, I've read a lot of bad ones lately. The best one I've read this year, it's f- terrific. Twilight of Democracy, The Seductive Lure of Authoritarianism by Ann Applebaum, who writes for The Atlantic, but it is fantastic. So anyway, that's the best movie I've seen and a bunch of other shit to, uh, to stream. So now you got some stuff. What's next, Fishby?
Have you scoured the internet for Cardi B's tit yet? Finally, we're getting to some real questions here. Uh, no, I apparently it's out there. It was it was taken by accident. She she was in bed with her soon to be ex husband like recently, and she was trying to take a picture and accidentally we got it was an Instagram story, and she deleted it right away because she's Cardi B. Everyone saw it, and I guess it's you don't have to look too hard to find Cardi B's tit, but. Uh, Hey, you know, it's a, it's a tip. Uh, so no, no, I haven't scared the internet. What's next? What's the worst thing that could happen in between now and election day? Seriously? 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 Someone has the audacity to place this question into the fishbowl? How many times have we been through this? The answer to all these questions is, and how's 2020 going for you so far? The worst thing that could happen in between now and... I, I, I don't know. Uh, Grandpa Joe could fucking die. For, just for example. Just knock on wood. Knock out, but these are these are uh, these are strange, strange times, amigos. Let's let's not go any deeper there. What's next? What's next, Fish B? Let's go. Yo, it's me, Fish B again. Oh boy. <laughs> Ah, um, all right, yo, it's, I, I, this is hard for me to even read, Jesus Christ. Yo, it's me, Fishby, again. Is it hard going through life knowing that everyone you love is ashamed of you and doesn't want you around? I was still obviously shaking off the emotional scar tissue caused by by yesterday's probing question about being a leech on society and now i um oh thank goodness saved by isaiah's music which means we've reached the final question which means i'm moving on as always our last question is Written by our 10-year-old executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Player, who today writes, You mumble. What was the brothel code word for anal, and how do you even know that? Fishby. Isaiah didn't write this question. You mother... I, this is, uh, I do... I, <laughs> yeah, I do mumble. I do mumble. I, I don't... Uh, candidly, seriously, I I don't remember where I, I I learned that, but I believe that it's true. I think that's just one of those things that like some random person like tells you at a bar about a place, and you don't know why they're telling you that. Like like one time I had a guy at a bar going off how 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 Mormon girls are are wildly into anal, to totally unprovoked, and 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 really. I live in an area where there's lots of Mormons, and as far as I know, that theory's unproven, but I, what do I know? What do I know? What do I know? White girls don't like me, and there's very few uh, minority Mormons. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just I'm just moving on. Let's just uh let's just wrap it up. Thank you. Uh what did you do with Isaiah's question? We'll just wait for tomorrow, I guess. All right, all right, Fishby. Remember when I was mentioning Plan C? you remember think remember Plan C? This is this is Plan C. We're we're gonna go ahead and sever the show right here. Okay. I had a I don't want to go too into it, but I had a I had a little thing yesterday and I kind of kind of fell on my head and I kinda of gotta take some medicine. Anyway, anyway. Um thank you so much for hanging out. Uh we love you. Uh, uh chapter four hundred and ninety-one. Congratulations, high five up top. We did it. Uh chapter four hundred and ninety-two tomorrow. We are uh, Bob's fishbowl and uh usually better than this, but we are here. Uh, every single weekday, or at least uh, strive to be, and uh, and do our best as a you know just your friendly everyday local neighborhood podcaster. Uh, uh, no big deal. Until uh, mañana. Not happy with you, Fishby. Say adios.